Welcome, Jedi. We've been expecting you. You're listening to the Star Wars Exchange Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Ari. Your escape to that galaxy far, far away. Okay, shut that thing off and grab some seats. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Exchanges Mandalorian After Show. We're here for Chapter 20. Um, a lot to di- uh, dissect, even though it was the shortest episode of the series. But before we get into it, Mike, how are you going this week? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know what's up. But um, another another week where we get a great um, Bad Batch episode and a really good Mando episode. So I'm hyped to talk about all things Mando today. Um, but how about you, Ari? How, how's it going for you? Doing not bad. Pretty pretty busy lately, but always time to sit down and talk Mando with a few Star Wars lovers like myself. So introducing our guest today, it is officially Star Wars, Brody from Instagram. We uh, we got to spend some time with Brody in Anaheim last year, so good to finally have you on the pod. How you going, man? Dude, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to talk Mando. I appreciate you guys having me on. I got two goats with me, so hey. actually three goats because we got Grogu right oh, here. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate you guys. I'm excited. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Uh, Brody is for for the listeners. Uh, Brody is a how many how many years have we been friends, Brody? Like since? Well, I've been doing it for eight years, so probably close to that. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. This is my tenth year, so yeah. you know what? I remember that's being long connected. Good. That's like that's veteran status right oh. there. I wear the bra- the badge proudly, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember being connected with you because uh, I've seen your account sometimes on the gram and then on the gram. Uh, but I had done like a like an Oscar Star Wars awards or something. Dude, oh my god! For you yes. as their favorite page, and so then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give this guy a follow and and shout on everything. And yeah, people voted for you. Now I, I'm still I'm still holding on to that theory that people are confusing the main Star Wars account and you, but that's all right. <laughs> hey man, whatever it takes to get a W. <laughs> you are officially that's Star Wars. That's just unlocking quick. poor memory, though, dude. I I haven't even thought about that in so long. I know. I, and too. you unlocked a core cool memory for me because I just remember. I think I talked to you about this in Anaheim, but in 2015, you sent me a message, Brody. It said hello. Just trying to get my account out there. Please check out my profile and follow if you like it. Thanks. Now, I did leave you on red. However, (laughs) this shows that Brody is a hustler. He's got a good work ethic and we love having him in the Styles community. So, so good to have you on today. Dude, I Hell, appreciate it. Yeah, hey, and that hustle. just goes to show right there. It ain't just a name, man. It's the hustle, all right? <laughs> it's the it's hustle. hustle. I mean, if for our YouTube audience, this is Brody sent me. Um, this wasn't during a like, kind of dark time in my life, but he brightened my day with his stickers and magnets. This one's a magnet. And this is a Bo-Katan magnet that he sent me. And I've just, yeah, you just, I remember you sending me that and that made like my week. I was like, man, this is so cool. Like Star Wars stickers and magnets. And that's a a Bo-Katan so um yeah he's he is a hustler he does he's been doing podcasts stickers like action figure collection shooting and stuff like that so he's he gets around as they say so I get around (laughs) you know no it really is just like I just feel like Star Wars there's so many different outlets within it like when you see it on social media and stuff cosplay yeah. photography all just all this crazy stuff and i've always wanted to try at least try it you know 
and mm. um, yeah, it's yeah. I get a little hyper focused here or there on one thing or another, but you know, officially Star Wars has always been the um, the main thing to go back to day in day out, and you know what that's like, Mike. Years and years and years of posting every single day. <laughs> are, are my gray hairs showing? Because... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> man. So, so yeah, we're happy to have Brody on, and we had a great time with him at Star Wars Celebration and everything. So yeah, yeah heck yeah. Definitely. And before we start talking about Mandalorian, Brody, what is your relationship like with the show? What do you think of the first two seasons and how are you going with season three so far? Um, season one and two, me and Mando, we were like this, you know, like <laughs> our relationship was really good. <laughs> um, season three, I, I, I'm liking it. I mean, like it, it isn't as like the storyline is not as uh, like cohesive. I feel like as season one and two, there's definitely a lot more jumping around, but I feel like they are trying to build the world a little bit more, which, you know, I, I feel like they were focusing on man, the Mandalorian and Grogu so much in season one and season two. And now we're starting to see all the Mandalorian aspects and all that lore from clone wars rebels, um, you know, creeping into this show, which is, I feel like, you know, maybe distracting from some of the general viewership and, and catering more to the diehard nerds like us, you know, but I, I'm enjoying it, man. Like every every week I've had fun with it and the second viewing is always the best. That's what I that's what I say. So fair enough. You know something's good when you have to watch it twice, am I right? Yeah. Um anyway, Brody, jumping straight to you, what did you think of this week's episode? I would, if I had to rate it, I would probably give it like an eight out of 10. If I feel like the second episode, chapter 18, that was probably as close to a 10 out of 10 for this season so far. I just feel like the structure of this episode was a little wacky, but I feel like the content was, I mean, like three years ago, you know, if you told me that we'd be seeing Ahmed Best you know, play a Jedi. I, I would just like, I would lose my mind and it wouldn't make any sense to me, but you know, we're getting stuff like that now and it's somewhat feels normal, which is crazy, you know? Um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it this week. Absolutely. Mike, how about you? How'd you go this week? Oh man. I thought this was a really fun episode. Um, uh, I thought that, I don't know, like I walked away being like, okay, Definitely, definitely felt the impact of the runtime and and the lack of some things because I feel like they keep ice skating over some larger things. Um, and I think I'm just this episode. I did like it a lot. I admired it. Um, Ahmed Best obviously was like the jaw drop moment. They could have easily went for it. It was Plo Koon who saved it. Mace Windu. It was Kid Fisto. Yeah. You know, they could have retconned deaths and just try to make it fan service, fan servicey. But instead, they took the route of honoring a Star Wars legend who, at Star Wars Celebration Chicago, who actually right before um, Brody, uh, uh, you know, we started recording with Brody, we were talking about Star Wars Celebration there and how we met um, in person. I remember being uh, right by the stage that we where we met, Ahmed Bass walked out for like the first time. He made like his first comic um, mm -hmm. appearance like in ages. And I remember the crowd going absolutely nuts. For Ahmed Best, and I remember just screaming at the top of my lungs, and he was like so taken aback by all because that year marked 20 years uh, since the release of the Phantom Menace. Mm -hmm. So he was there, and he was just in awe and grateful, and you could just tell the look on his face that 
he was just so he was just like moved by the reactions of the fan the fandom and it's like yeah like all those like toxic fans i'm sure some of them creep into celebration you know but for the most part i think all those like die hard like loving star wars at the end of the day no matter what are the ones are the fans that make it out to celebration so that's the absolute love that he got and that he got that week and um i mean (laughs) i'm seeing all the love right now on social media for him uh from this episode and i'm like man he just deserves it after everything he went through he just deserves it so um that was that was that was just um chilling to see so that was great but I kind of feel like this episode spun me on my head a little. I'm like, who's the main character of this show? Um, is it Grogu? Is it Din? Is it Bo-Katan? I'm a little confused. Um, so, and I also don't feel, I don't necessarily need to know where the series is going or the show is going every episode. Like, Bad Batch has taught me that lesson quite well. However, I do think that there should be some. I think, Brody, you're talking about cohesiveness. There's just seems to be no cohesiveness here. It seems that one episode we're just doing whatever the hell, and the next episode we're being serious. And to me, this episode just seemed like the show could go in any million directions. Um, mm-hmm. So I was a little confused and a little just, uh, just you know, I had fun with it though. I can't, I can't re- wait to rewatch it again. Uh, but yeah, I just start, I just feel like the season is starting to feel like fluff. It doesn't, this is all, again, I've said this on the podcast millions of times, but if a story doesn't need to be told, don't tell it. And I feel like, I feel like this is one of those stories that I'm just like getting like, I do love the fun goofiness of Star Wars, like pterodactyl, pterodactyl stuff and the, the jet, jet jetpack action. I'm like, oh man, this is how I play with my action figures. This is how I seen Clone Wars. Like, this is so awesome. But at the same time, there's just a whole bunch of, it just feels like fluff to me there's a whole bunch of fluff this season that i'm like man i've i don't know like especially when you compare mandalorian to the previous seasons i'm just like oh man i feel feel a little lost here i feel like the show has really kind of lost its touch and magic um so i don't know i'm a little confused though i'm still a little bit like you know i'm sure after the season's over i'll be like oh that made sense but for right now i'm a little i'm a little lost brody i'm a little lost but ari how about you what are your uh what was your experience like watching the episode and uh, what are your overall thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree with you, but well, actually no, I don't agree with you because you're selling the episode completely short. Um, we did get a great scene between Paz Vizsla and his son. And that's just what I've been wanting to see since this season started. So <laughs> right, I, 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 I agree with no. you. Mike, that, <laughs> yeah, the show just feels very light to me. There's no depth. There's no tension, very little character development. I just, that no mystery like I, the only mystery is where the f is the show going because it seems directionless that's the biggest mystery of the show to be honest man <laughs> i don't know i just uh, i i don't dude, feel you're, great you're talking about to two mando three. fans here dude this guy just <laughs> I, got a tan helmet like yeah i don't know look i i like the show in terms of season three i'm talking about i love season one too season three i like it it's fine but there's really nothing to it. It feels really uninspired. It's just, hey guys, remember how Mando and Grogu were like the biggest thing for two years in Star Wars? Well, here's more of them and not much else. So I'll, we'll, we'll go through the episode and talk about it. But for me, I just feel so lukewarm on the series. I've been saying it since the first episode. I just, 
I, I'm not really caring for it. And, and honestly, it's um, something that's probably making me appreciate the show even less is how insanely hard the Bad Batch is going right now. I would argue that four out of four weeks, the Bad Batch has outdone the Mandalorian. So I don't, I don't know what to say. I just, I'm not vibing with the show that much. It's fine. It's just fine. And if, if that's what, if that's what we accept Star Wars to be these days, then that's, that's okay. Because, you know, maybe um, we're just going to kind of continue in this direction and things will continue to be, to be kind of just light, no depth. And that's okay. If that's how Disney want to make their money, then sure. But I'm not, I'm not vibing with it completely is, is all I'll say. However, something I absolutely loved in this episode was the return of Ahmed Best. I can't add much more to what you guys said, but it's just so good to see him back in the franchise, completely bullied and outcast by um, some toxic fans back in the day. So that was honestly the best moment of the whole um, season so far. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Ahmed Best. What a great guy. No one more deserving to to fill that role than him. So yeah, shout out Ahmed Best. Um, but yeah, Ed, do we want to talk about 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 those thoughts, or should we just go into yeah, the breakdown? Uh, listen, Ari, I've got something to say, man. All right, <laughs> go for it. So, how do you feel about the fact that you know there's been just so much Star Wars over the past you know three years or so since the TV shows have really started? <laughs> mm-hmm. We we saw the Mythosaur already. We saw, I mean, yeah, we, we just talked about it. We saw Ahmed Best come back as a Jedi wielding two lightsabers, saving a little baby Yoda. Like, these are things that, as Star Wars fans, I don't know, I feel like I just never would have been able to experience in, you know, without this show, obviously. Like, and yeah. you you have a lot of fair points. Don't get me wrong. They, I do feel this is by far the weakest stretch of the show so far. But it's just crazy how, like, I think uh, this isn't necessarily directed at you, but, like, just in general how we just we receive Star Wars now and gloss over it and we're on to the next episode and we want more and more and more, whereas, like, we would be tripping over just the Mythosaur for weeks or years if it was in a movie and, it you know, there was a big time gap before we got more Star Wars. I feel yeah. like people are just so used to it almost. It's just like, yeah. like greedy now. You're greedy, dude. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. I'll say, first of all, to the Ahmed Best thing, Ahmed Best being in the episode doesn't make the episode good because that moment being fun. Me and has... Mike are real supporters. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, that, that moment being good has nothing to do with the show, in my opinion. If, if you're uh, just a um uh, what's the word just a general watcher of the mandalorian you don't know much about star wars that moment means nothing because you don't know who ahmed best is my brother's a massive star wars fan and he didn't even know who it was it was just i I was like how cool was ahmed best and he was like oh oh that was the jar jar actor cool like it that doesn't make the episode good and with the mythosaur yeah it's wild i i really like seeing it but once again it doesn't make the episode good at all if you go back to chapter six of book of boba fett Cad Bane's in it, Luke's training Grogu, we get R2, Ahsoka's in it, all these amazing things happen, and it's like, yeah, great, but without substance, good writing, good direction, it means nothing. You can throw as many visual please, visually pleasing things or cool Star Wars things at me, but unless it, I feel something from it, I don't care. I guess, I guess I'm just a Disney shell, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just no, give no, me no. the Star Wars. 
Well, what you're what you're saying though is like kind of like don't you're you're like the the old school dad that's kind of like don't complain about your food, just eat it type deal. It's like you're you're lucky you're getting fed, and, and that's fair in, in a way. Yeah, yeah, in a way for sure, right. for that, sure. I, I do feel like you know from the perspective of fans who are old enough to remember that crushing feeling when right. Revenge of the Sith came out and it felt like it was just completely over, you know? Right. And honestly, there was a probably five, six years after that point, I Star Wars wasn't that big of a part of my life. Like in high school, I was focused on other things, sports. Like yeah. literally all we had was Clone Wars and that's, you know, essentially a, a kid show before <clears> you know, 2015. <throat> and, Watch uh, your mouth. What? Watch <laughs> your mouth. Clone Wars. Clone Wars. No, no. Me. I'm not. Very I'm good. not dogging that. I love Clone Wars. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying that's like all yeah, we right. had, and like it was right. on Cartoon Network, and like I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't watch I was... it honestly when it was coming out. I didn't watch it like you know day in or week in week out. Yeah. And you know, the vibe. I I can't remember. I was just talking to somebody. The vibes of feeling the Force Awakens coming back and oh. just like, yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, my life is literally gone on a completely different trajectory because yeah. of star wars and because of what has happened since 2015 and i guess i it's hard for me to lose that perspective and, and be overly critical like ari's you know clearly doing. <laughs> yeah well i mean that no, that's I mean, completely I, I valid and no no I, and i dude i'm, I'm uh, not i'm not dying it's you're, you're yeah, yeah what you're no, saying no, no, is fair it. dude i i really do feel like yeah they're like somehow like losing their way just a little bit with opening the story up so much like yeah yeah i I think the downfall has been coming ever since chapter five of um the book of boba fett i've felt this coming we talked about it before the series even started and i just don't think uh the mandoverse or whatever you want to call it has been has picked itself back up again since that that sort of um chaos (laughs) i'd say it has uh, yeah. felt much more like Clone Wars vibes where mm-hmm. you, you do have an episode where it's just for fun. You know, it's mm-hmm. like not meant to seriously deepen the characters of the story. It's like just for fun. But when you only get eight episodes a season and you're waiting a year to a year and a half, I mean, you do want to get the juice. And yeah, I mean, I, I do think there's been some highlights of the season so far, but when you compare one through four of the previous seasons. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're not, they're not. Close. I was just thinking about that by, by this point in season two, we'd had the Marshall and the heiress by this point in season one, we had those amazing first three episodes. Like I haven't come close to feeling anything that I felt in those, uh, in the, the first half of the previous seasons to hear. Like I actually did before uh, season, before the episode came out, I've rewatched all the episodes from season three for the first time. Um, and I agree. Some sometimes things are better on a second watch. I was kind of poking fun at you earlier in the podcast, but um, I didn't feel any differently about any of them, to be honest. Uh, but it is valid. Sometimes things are are better on a second watch. Mike, you weigh in on this discussion about the second watch or just Mandalorian just overall? Anything. anything. Mandalorian to me. Uh, I'll say quickly before we dive in because that's what people are here for. I'm just kidding. You guys are listening <laughs> to good conversation, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but. I think, look, Mandalorian season one, I think is very special. And there's so many elements that you can just go into and go, go, go watch our tours, our friend parks uh, documentary of, of Mandalorian season one is just lightning in a bottle. Is there an episode or two that's kind of weak? Sure. 
but it's overall lightning in the bottle. Like it was the the amazing John Farrell comes in and he he makes Star Wars feel like Star Wars again and like for everyone. Like the old school fans were back. The new fans were in or new, you know, all these newcomers. Yeah. Um, it made more of a boom than Rise of Skywalker, which is insane. Uh, you know, finale to the saga, the final cap. No one, no, no one cared. It was, it was Mandalorian, and the the world went crazy for for Mando and and Grogu and it, lightning in a bottle, as I said. And there's just this magical feeling to season one that just hits so hard. Season two is definitely a step down from season one, in my opinion. However, it's still good. I I, I think the flaws of of the overall series are shown in season two. I think the the overall like uh, you know like point A to point B and oh Mando you can't you can't do that before you do you go off and do this mission you gotta do a side quest here before you get there that to me in season two it becomes very much shown and becomes a little bit annoying where it's like man I was watching with my parents uh, recently because I they they want to see the series and I kind of convinced my mom to watch it and she was like, all right let's watch she absolutely loves season one and she really likes season two I could tell but she but it was just like. Oh man, we're going to the Jedi next. Oh wait, we gotta make a quick pit stop to go see Grief Karga to repairs for ship repairs. It's like, how many how many more ship repairs do we need, man? So I don't know. Season two kind of got a little bit and like Ahsoka stole her episode in 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 that episode and Boba Fett right rightfully so though stole that episode. But it just got a little bit. I felt like we were straying away from what some of the what some of season one did. And then season three definitely feels like a step down from those both seasons. But I feel like at the end, I hope, I hope the latter part of the season picks up what maybe the first four episodes are setting up. Yeah. Uh, but for right now, it just feels, yeah, it kind of feels like fluff. Um, there's season episode one of season three is still so good. And I feel like they were point, they were, we were recalibrating. All right, let's pick, let's pick ourselves back up and let's recalibrate. And we're going to go on this journey. Okay, cool. See, and then episode two, really liked. I think I gave that like an eight out of ten or something. Really liked the episode. Then episode three comes along, and I'm like, great. I, I want to learn about the scientist guy, but but w- w- did you really have to cut it up to where it's like this really important Bogotown Mando episode uh, moment, and then forty minutes of Coruscant stuff, and then jump back at <laughs> yeah. them being like, you're, can I interrupt you're in, real you're in the quick? Club. I- I just think this is kind of random, but wouldn't it have made more sense to end the previous episode at Pershing getting his mind wiped or whatever, and then pick up this latest episode just so that the last one didn't go for an hour and this one goes for 30 minutes? No, I I, don't know. Com- I completely agree. But yeah, yeah I mean, sorry, look, the, I mean, overall season three, I, I, I'm very much enjoying. I just I, I just hope that the end ending punch hits hard as, as the la- previous seasons. I don't know where that where the season's going yet, and I'm a little bit worried about that. But it's yeah. okay. Not we don't have to know from that right now where the series is going. Though, though, there's pieces, there's pieces in motion. Okay, there's pieces in motion. We just don't know how yeah. they'll be strung along, and we'll we'll see what happens. We just really have to wait to the end to do like a post mortem analysis. You know, being yeah, like yeah, yeah. this worked, that didn't work. For now, we just we gotta enjoy or th- or not enjoy the ride and then at the end we could be talk about the journey in retrospect that's yeah. just my no idea. you're absolutely right you gotta you do gotta finish the ride before you draw any conclusions and i hope people don't think i am like i i do not hate sounds like you are at all just, just <laughs> <laughs> i guess 
the my only thing is, I guess I'm just a little bit disappointed by how mediocre it is. I thought it would be a, a step above what it currently is, but I'm still open minded going into the the final four episodes. I hope there's some payoff, um, I, and I'm still excited for it. I just I have I've honestly have been let down. But yeah, you you are right, Mike. That um you can't make seem to make like a proper analysis until something's over think about if people started reviewing rebels as a series like um halfway through like season two or something like that you'd have no idea of how that show was going to go so right yeah still going in with an open mind but just airing my my current thoughts out do you think that it's because like mando reached like such a high high with season one and then season two i do agree with you mike like as as a like contained story i mean season one is just it's it's a, a thing of its own like one of a kind and then season two it does bring in a lot more star wars characters and you know hey look there's hey look you know yeah right and, yeah yeah but i mean also the peak of what that last episode chapter 16 was and luke right. bringing back Still i mean so good. i've never I've never cried so. I, I mean, I, Star Wars doesn't make me cry, but I cried so hard when mm. Grogu and Mando were parting. Oh, and like you know, like and then it Boba affected Fett me said, so much. Well, no need to cry anymore because here's Grogu. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It reached such a high high yeah. that you know we yeah. we are really oh, expecting right. Mando right. to blow our socks off every single time. Where right. you know. Yeah. When you look back in retrospect, season one and season two definitely have some absolute clunkers, like chapter oh, yeah. four, chapter no, five, sure. yeah, chapter two, it's, it's chapter, just, chapter ten. I mean, and sorry to the people listening, we'll talk about the episode. We promise, yeah, we will <laughs> talk about the episode. But but this is such a good conversation because it, it, we are doing a a you know we're just kind of picking ourselves up. We're looking through the we're looking through uh, we're just looking back at at the journey we've been at so far and kind of reviewing it but you know last episode was the lowest rated of the series lowest rated mm -hmm. of the series and the least watched in the series like the, the even the mando season uh three premiere was like yeah, and, in terms of and what, another reason for that is because book people of are so confused what is going on they, they're like how is grogu back yeah exactly because of book of boba fett um so, and, and just it, to re respond to what brody was saying about the expectations is no more you're fighting absolutely yeah no you're absolutely right <laughs> My expectations were higher for, for Mando. And I almost don't want to bring those expectations down because if I expect the show to be at the level it is now, then it's a show that I will still watch, but for most people won't be worth watching because it's not very good. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. It used to be Mando night for me. Like Mando night, I, I watched yeah. with all my friends and stuff. And I'm just like, I, I'm, I'm still pumped to watch, but I'm just like, it doesn't hit the same for me. It's different, so. yeah. It's but, again, different. but again, how much of that is, you know, we're used to it. Like, we're used to it. Like, right, right, right. It's, of course, like, once, you know, it's, I'll be appropriate. Like, you know, once you do one thing over and over again, it just gets tired out and just like, okay, that was fun. That's cool. Thanks but for yeah, being appropriate. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like if you're writing a ride, like, it was like Rise of the Resistance at Disney. Like, it was mm. fun the first time. The second time was even it was as fun but the, i'm sure as we wrote it if we wrote it like 20 more times it'd be like yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm on this ride that's moving like i don't know yeah so right. yeah right. Fair. all right, all right let, so let's get episode. into let's get into the breakdown let's Here, talk I'll, about I'll, it. I'll, I'll put a timestamp for the people yeah. so if people want to skip that they can <laughs> um, dude nobody's skipping that that was that, yeah. that, that was, that was some of the best podcast conversation we've had for a while so <laughs> shout out to brody for, for being a part of that um so yeah obviously we open up <laughs> grogu is playing with rocks 
How amazing is that? You want to go back to that conversation? And then, and then okay. We're, we're with the Mandalorians. They're training. Bo-Katan is kind of looking around. She's a bit confused, but um, she's uh, interested to see that this is uh, this is this is the way. I guess this is what they do. So uh, we'll start. We'll start with Brody. What did you think of this opening sequence with the with the training? And then Grogu, of course, showing what he's worth. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes, like with all the Mandos, it feels kind of fan filmy. Like I don't know what it is about. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the setting too. Like, it's just like rocky and like, they're just all stand. It doesn't make really sense how all these hundred Mandos live in this cave and like I don't know. And also, kind of feels like like the color scheme of the armor is. I don't know what the opposite of aesthetically pleasing is, but whatever the opposite is, that's what the color of their armor is. Yeah, it's so (laughs) ugly to look at. It's so ugly. Sorry, go on. Like Boba, like to your point, like Boba Fett has random colors he's got yellow green red here and there but somehow it's aesthetically pleasing obviously mando is so cool i think they're just trying to show that there's all these different you know all the like bogotan looks cool as well all the main mandos look great and in clone wars and rebels i thought they all looked great but in this show all the mando extras just look awful yeah they look they definitely it looks odd sometimes i don't know if you guys noticed but they did when they were kind of jumping forward they their costumes for the squad that goes with them to fight the pterodactyl or whatever. Yeah. They all have a similar looking design and they actually look pretty cool. Yeah. 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 But I do agree. Um, Yeah. The opening scene for me uh, was very cool because it was very reminiscent of uh, Clone Wars as a friend in need um, and, and the way they, they trained Mm -hmm. with Emily in combat and hand to hand combat and just shooting up droids but these idiots were shooting at the water. I was like, "All right, that's yeah, I know. great, so weird, right? great target practice." Are you trying to call that yeah. call that crocodile yeah. back up again? Like, what's the deal? Because then they're gonna do stupid tactics where they're shooting the outer shell, and I'm just like, what, "What's the point?" But overall, I thought that that little thing was was very cool. It felt like a callback to um, Clone Wars, and and I love the uh, I don't know, I, Brody. I agree with you. Like seeing all the stuff of them made me would make me feel like I was watching like a fan film and not because of the way it was shot or anything just because of the, the aesthetics of the costumes but like for some reason it didn't feel like that this episode maybe just because i'm used to it but i didn't get that feeling but i call out a shout out to you because i you're the one that said i think i was too scared to say it before <laughs> um and that luke that luke callback when um grogu was doing his little jumpy jumps with mm-hmm. uh what's the kid's name a uh, jimmy kimmel's ragnar. nephew ragnar that was that was such a like funny moment, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna do it now." And just seeing Grogu jump like he did in Book of Boba Fett was great. Um, and Bo-Katan's like, "Whoa, when did you teach him that?" And and Manda was like, "I I didn't." And it was like a callback to look, and I'm like, "Oh man, that is that hit the heart." Um, even though I wasn't much of a fan of those episodes, it's still like that happened. That's history. I you know I, I vibe with it. So that opening sequence to me was was uh, very cool, and uh, it. It did touch the heart. Um, seeing you know Mandel kind of put his his son up to to the test, so that was cool. Not sure how that was gonna go, but I just yeah. love Favreau's. Like he'll just like Favreau is such a genius when it comes to like world building because he just created like something cool like that. What we saw with you know the training darts and it was like paintballs. I was like that is so cool, man. So shout out, shout out to yeah. the to the man. No, 
that was definitely a neat touch. Um, don't have much to add to that. I completely agree with you guys. Um, I, I want to talk about the armor for a second because I said the show lacks development. Well, maybe it's not development, but I, no, I think it is because I, I'm actually enjoying what we're learning about that character quite a bit. I had this feeling that when Din would go to the waters and would come back and she wouldn't let him back in. And she's actually surprisingly much more open-minded than I thought she would be. Like she's completely happy with Grogu to be a Mandalorian, even though he doesn't fit the traditional mold of a, of a Mandalorian. Um, and then, yeah, of course she accepts Din back in. She's very happy for Bo-Katan to be a part of it and even says, you can leave at any time, but just letting you know, you're technically a part of our cult right now. So I've actually enjoyed learning about her and in this episode, just the way she was treating Grogu and um, talking to um, Bo at the end of the episode, I'm jumping forward, I know, but saying like the Mythosaur belongs to all Mandalorians. I'm like, wow, surprisingly open-minded for someone who yeah. seems to be so stubborn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've, I've enjoyed learning about that character quite a bit. What do you think, Brody? I think, yeah, I think it just, she's like serious about the creed. Like it, mm. she does not, you know, miss a step. And like you're saying, they have certain rules and as long as you're following those rules you know which grogu bo-katan din are you know you're in and there's no like i think that's like what, what is really cool about the mandalorian culture is that like you saw it the second that they were you know back into the cult i guess is we're calling it a cult now um <laughs> They, you know, all the Mandos are fist bumping and high five and Din and Bo. It's like it's you're you're immediately family. You're immediately part of the group, which I think is really cool. And like you, you were kind of saying, Mike, uh, you know, I just feel like they are building that that world with the Mandalorians, and it isn't just the Mandalorian anymore. It's the Mandalorians. And right. Right. That is pretty cool. But I, I do hope that you know we can get a little bit more out of those characters. As I don't know. Not necessarily backstory. I feel like maybe that'll come, but it, it is kind of like, okay, who is the armor? You know, like, right. I, I hope we get those answers eventually, but um, at this point, she's just the the one who makes the rules. Yeah. Yep, for sure. Mike, you have anything to add to that? Um, I think the armor is a very fascinating character for sure. Um, she annoyed me so much in book of boba fett because i mean i, I always love that we mm. learn like the history through her and and um i feel like she was the star wars fan to you know to to someone like din who was a a gateway for all the new fans of star wars all those new viewers to come in and be and i feel like the armor was that communicator to be like oh bo katan was this person and then would play the character embody the the fans who just weren't caught up on their star wars lore or whatnot and and the armor would be the exposition so i feel like uh now i like that she's kind of stabilized her role where you know we're we're learning about her and i mean she just likes traumatizing people i mean also poor Grogu, <laughs> yeah. i mean just poor little kid i was like oh god here we go oh, man no. she just likes traumatizing his face so. when when you know the thing's <laughs> coming down and he's just yeah. like you just oh, know man. he's having like serious ptsd oh, my god. exactly so yeah, she, she's she's all sorts of fun so i do i do like her character a lot but i do like that we've kind of seen like when she took grogu off like come on young grogu um or yeah. what's the, was the, the little waddle yeah the that, little waddle yeah. How, well, what's the oh uh what the foundling like come now found uh, foundling uh yeah, Grogu, there's much yeah. work to do and yeah she was yeah, just yeah. like 
kind of just like spending time with him like oh, that, that was just great yeah. that was fun to see i think a lot of people thought the armor including myself thought the armor was um potentially going to be a villain down the road but i don't think i can see her being a villain anymore to be honest i just don't think she wants to fight anyone she's just like this is the creed where it's welcome to all but if you're in here you follow these rules or else we kick you out or you have to mm. go and bathe in the waters or whatever um yeah. But yeah, let's let's move on to Grogu's PTSD, which was horrible to see his his reactions to it, but so much fun at the same time. Was it? We already talked about it, but uh, Ahmed Best returns. It didn't it make the episode good. It didn't. Make that good. <laughs> well, it, 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 it it was the first time this season I've because uh, I, I mean maybe outside of the myth, so I, I guess that was a big reaction as well. But with I, I reacted with the sword, dude. Who cares about that? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> um. Anyway, the, it was a, it was it was great. Good to see them finish off this sequence, uh, and and that does open up a bit of mystery, I suppose. I don't know if they're going to answer in the show with more flashbacks down the road or what's going on, but thought it was great. I guess we've all sort of already talked about the Ahmed Best element of it all, um, but from the in in universe sort of uh, look at it, Mike, what did you think? Man. I was like, who's gonna come through the door in those clone troopers? I was like, man, they yeah, I know that, that was that felt blew, like I was getting um yes, blue ball us very yes, good. Right. I was like, oh man, I was like, all right, oh, that's cool. Didn't know we were saying that, but all right, you've said it on the pod before. Look it up. Um, <laughs> so no, I was I, like, I, I didn't. Yeah, I alluded you, to it. You said it. Um, so, so <laughs> sorry, yeah, we try to keep it PJ, but sometimes you know. Um, but anyways, uh, so. That moment was uh, very cool, and it just—I love the continuing shot um, from the book of Boba Fett, and I love that, you know, that every time we're just getting uh, tidbits uh, with, because this was definitely a Grogu-centric episode, or was it, or was it Bo-Katan one? We don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I, I think Grogu. I would push for Grogu being the star of this episode, but that the moment where. Uh, the Jedi were like, oh, go to, we're going to take him to Kelleran. And I was like, that name sounds familiar. I'm like, where's yeah. that name from? And obviously yeah. it's, it's Ahmed's best Jedi who appeared in the, in like the Star Wars game show. Jedi so I Temple thought that was, Challenge. Yeah. yeah, Temple Challenge. So I thought that was really cool. But um, in terms of just the lore type stuff, I mean, I, I kind of felt like they were kind of pushing out us over and beating us over the head like oh man you guys want to order six six scenes we're gonna do it every single show i just felt like they kept doing that which fine because i I do like getting more aspects of it but every time we would see order 66 on screen it would just decrease in impact and i'm just like i i would rather just like see only a little bit of it where it's just the darkest thing ever because then we saw it in mad batch and it turned out to be a bit goofy and um now i'm not talking about just because of the retcon but the way step of Balaba went down. I was like, okay, it doesn't feel as impactful as we just saw it in Clone Wars. Let's not talk about this. It, it feels watered down. And then the next <laughs> time we saw it was in... Of worms, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. And then the next time we saw it was in Book of Boba Fett and it felt even more watered down. So I was like, can we please stop? But I felt like this was kind of uh, not a return to like the more dramatic stuff, but it was just like, we got to see like a, like a, you know, a, a up close look, a more personal touch to it rather than like, Oh, order 66 happened because we all know what happened. Right. Uh, but it's just like, it was a more nuanced approach with, we just, but you know, we saw there was aspect. nothing ever to like feel in that episode. It was just like nameless Jedi, just like dying for no reason. And then Grogu escapes with armored best. I was just like, well, it, we I didn't seeing- feel anything. The whole, I was like, great. Oh, Grogu escaped. Didn't realize he would escape. Well, we saw it from... 
I mean, yeah, fair enough. But I think we were seeing it from Grogu's eyes because it literally was the camera was down in his position, and it was just like he he was probably like, "Who are even these Jedi?" You know, yeah. he was probably yeah. like, "Who?" He was probably resting in some daycare center at the Jedi yeah. Temple. I'm like, "Who the hell are these people?" Like yeah, how yeah. we were. Like um, so, yeah. it, you know, and until we open the doors and we see a familiar face, like that was epic. But the whole chase sequence, first one chips again. Favorite Star Wars vehicle ever are the gunships. That is my crap. Like that's just I love the gunships. Um, I will spend fifty dollars on a damn on a damn gunship. So, um, so yeah. So seeing the gunships was great. Uh, seeing the clone troopers, hearing tomorrow Morrison's voice, it just felt like we were back in Book of Boba, which is which is actually a, a weird experience, but nice. Just but, traumatizing. Yeah. But um, the music that accompanied the speeder chase, well. Uh, you just saw the temple in, in in the background and and you saw the speeder coming up and the music the upbeat music that was playing reminded me a lot of uh avatar the last airbender and it was just it was just nice it was cool it's like yeah like i love when star wars music does star wars music so that felt very that was very cool and leading up to the new boost starfighter i'm like wait what's going on here it's are we are we about to see Grogu board Padme's starfighter and we just yeah, that's what i was, I was thinking. like <laughs> i'm like are we about to see Natalie Portman i was like in all the emotions in that scene and when those troopers first landed on that platform and i'm like are they going to shoot at the guards because we saw when in revenge of the sith when order 66 was happening and bail try to intervene and we all questioned like wait are the troopers going to shoot bail even though he's not a jedi and they came close they came very close um but here they just actually just fought through and they're like nope we're going to kill them through um so that was that was pretty Got wrenching when the captain was like, "No, take, take it, take, go, like, get out of planet." And I was like, "Oh man!" And they all died for to save Grogu. So there must be something larger at play here. They must have had instructions from from like Yoda or Bail Organa or or Padme herself. So very curious as to. I feel like we'll get a continuation flashback very soon, um, and see and see what's next. How about you, Brody? How, what was your reaction to all of it? I, I do agree with you about the Order 66 stuff. Um, it, it does feel like it's losing its, you know, I, I guess not its shine. I mean, it's a depressing moment in Star Wars, but it's losing its, like, you know, its um, impact. Impact, yeah. Wow. It, when we see it over and over and over again, I mean, it is a part of the story. It's not like they're just showing it, showing it to us for nothing. But right. I do feel like we're getting used to seeing it, you know, like kind of like we said uh, earlier about Mando in general and it's losing its impact for sure. But this scene specifically, I mean, it is cool to see how Grogu got out. And I feel like, you know, Ahmed best deserves something like that as far as, you know, his journey in star Wars. So it's definitely cool to see. I don't think, you know, anybody who didn't, isn't a diehard is going to know like who he was or that he was part of this Jedi challenges show. I mean, you know, it's, even it, it took me a second to be like, oh, wow, that's Ahmed Best. Yeah, he was in the show. I didn't even realize uh, that they had said um, what you said, Mike. Like the Jedi are like, get him to Kellerin or whatever. I didn't even hear that the first time. Um, but, you know, I loved it. I, I thought it was cool seeing him wield the dual lightsabers. I mean, yeah, that, was, <laughs> that was sick. Uh, I mean. Yeah, that was a I cool look. I, one green, yeah. one blue. I feel like the choreography was great and everything. Yes. Like, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was, and when you really start to think about what that dude went through, I did watch the episode again, uh, like just a couple hours ago. 
And I honestly started to like well up a little bit because it like hit me more of the fact that like this is Ahmed Bess and this man like really was at the, you know, almost ended it all because of Star Wars. And now he's back in Star Wars playing really the most important Jedi that's in Star Wars at this moment. Yeah. And that's just awesome, dude. And it just made him more powerful. Yeah. I, I mean, in Star Wars and in real life, which is just amazing to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think the general audience, it's not going to be, you know, they're, they're not going to even that's understand. Fine, though. Yeah. That's I, fine. You know that's what? Fine. I told, I was at work today and, and where I work, there's these high school volunteers and sometimes they come and they don't bug me, but they come and talk to me about everything and whatever. And they were talking about me because uh, they saw my little Instagram post and they're talking about uh, Mandel with me. And so I was like curious because they're they're like hardcore Star Wars fans, but I don't think they would even know about that. So they hadn't seen the new Mando episode yet. And I was like, I feel comfortable, like not spoiling it, but being like how like how they would feel about the Jedi. So I asked them, like, you know, who who would be a Jedi that would save Grogu? And they were throwing me all these names like Kit Fisto, Plo and all these guys. And I was like, no, do you guys know Ahmed Best? And they're like. Who's that? And I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, so Jar Jar Binks saves Grogu. And they just went insane. Like, Jar Jar Binks? Wait, I thought he was a Sith Lord. And it was just so funny. Uh, but then right. but then I was like, no, it's like the actor. And like, oh, and they thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I feel like once people learn about it, like through fact pages, like like us and stuff. Yeah. Not that we're fact pages, but once we put out the news, people will be that's like, oh, my are, God, that's yeah. the coolest thing ever, you know? And um, I'm sure there'll there'll be a great piece on it in the Disney gallery or something for for this season of Mando, mm-hmm. which will be cool for yeah, sure. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Where is Quinlan Boss? I yeah, yeah. I keep <laughs> thinking that he's gonna be you know in Kenobi. They mentioned him and whatnot. Like, they got to be saving him for something. It's like something, they yeah. could have put him in so many stories yeah. by now that I I'm so sure they're saving him for something because Quinlan yeah. Boss is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. I'm I mean, he's I'm so giddy like, to see him again. Love that yeah. Maverick and in live live action too. Like yeah, I mean, come on. He will be back. By the way, that piece of armor that the armor put on Grogu, I was like, oh, that looks goofy. <laughs> but she, she she did say you have to grow into this or whatever. But I was like, that man, she, is she gave him a, a bulletproof goofy. vest. And you're okay, saying, oh, but that's listen, goofy. But listen, what if when he gets a little bigger, that's like his shield? And then yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and he's making yeah. fun of it. It could save his no, life. I'm, sh- I'm sure she literally says you'll have to grow into it. But I'm saying, I'm sh- he, yeah, no crap. Because he Dude, it's not does. about the look, man. It's about the protection, you know. You sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's uh let's talk about the, the campfire because I thought that was a good scene where um Bo is sort of starting to get I I guess almost respected. Um Paz says, you know, you're you get to stay and eat at the fire because that's just what you get to do. I thought that was a cool scene. Mike, what do you think of it? Yeah, Bo Katan. So Bo Katan and Bo Katan. Oh yeah, and Bo Katan um no i thought that was a cool scene the yeah, art looks so annoyed at me right now <laughs> i'm just like yeah okay, great. um look <laughs> that was such a cool scene to me because i'm like oh wait yeah where, where do they and i thought i really thought mando was gonna say we don't and i was like oh yeah okay. me too me i was too. like okay cool i thought they were all just gonna go like i mean you guys can do it because you have the helmets but you know when they like just slightly lift yeah. it up yeah, yeah. i and thought it was like, gonna be one of those operations we all pick a spot and i was like all right well that sounds very cultish, but y'all do you. That is very but, cultish. But Bo-Katan, when I, it was just cool, so seeing her face again, because I'm like, Katie Sackoff, are you still there? <laughs> but she, you know, she took off her helmet, so it's all good. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a that was an endearing scene, and 
it was also like um i don't need a conversation with a, a descendant of Vizla, pre Vizla right now with Bo-Katan, but it was just so cool having that exchange between Paz Vizla and Bo-Katan because there was that moment in last week's episode where Paz Vizla was just kind of like couldn't see it couldn't see his eyes but it looked like he was scowling down uh Bo-Katan yeah. when when she was initiated into the group and he just looked like oh there's I'm going to start trouble with her and then once she proved herself this episode and saving his son then she he was like oh my respect sir you you He's my son yeah so you say, my son, you stay here, you eat, you eat in the fire. So I, I thought that son. was cool. That was a touching moment. I, you know, we we can sit here and say the the so far the season has been fluff, but I like that. I like that little that little thread that was carried over from last week, and there was just a moment of endearment, you know. Yeah, I I'll, do I'll, like give, I'll give the show as... a do. Is it is it much? Is it ground changing? No, no. Is it groundbreaking? No, but it's it's nice, and I, I will I will shout that out. Yeah. So shout yeah. out to that. I'm actually yeah. very excited to see with Bo-Katan. The, the, she's been preaching about, oh, Mandalorians need to stop fighting Mandalorians. I'm excited to see almost, I don't know if they're going to reveal it or do a flashback or she's just going to tell them what's going to happen. But her to say, well, I was actually a part of this problem 20 years ago because I was a Mandalorian fighting Mandalorians. You know what I mean? Um, because it's almost like she's just like, yeah, look at me. I, I'm the ideal Mandalorian. But it's like, no, you're not. You're all, you're all twisted and kind of silly. So it, it's going to be cool to see that be brought to the front and Din to almost find out that as well so yeah right. i think the armor and paz and all that they know who she is they know what's up yes how do they guarantee that nobody's gonna walk back around when she's got her Exa- that's what i was thinking <laughs> yeah for real yeah. dan is dumb enough that he's gonna walk around oh, be like, well, oh. i swear i didn't see anything yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. That's, that would, that would um, be yeah anyway so yeah paz vizsla saves his son great and i'll tell you what something this season has done so well we got payoff for the crocodile scene because the crocodile came out of the water and ate the reptile. I mean, good job, Mandalorian. I just, that's good oh, storytelling. Right you know, there. I thought you were going to go somewhere with that and I was <laughs> clapping prematurely and look at you. No, that was uh, a cool Jurassic Park moment. Like, that was a Jurassic. Yeah, that was sick. That was, that was sick. a Jurassic World moment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then also a callback to, to Mandalorian, or I'm sorry, Phantom Menace. It's always a bigger fish type yeah. deal. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, Ari, you know what? Now that you, you say know, that, it's actually a great scene. Uh, Ari, not every <laughs> single thing pay off in the end for you, man. You can just have fun with Star Wars. Oh, no, I'm I'm playing the part of it. I really I really don't hate it that much. But anyway, Paz does save his son, uh, and we end the episode off with Bo-Katan asking to get a mythosaur signet or whatever on her on her shoulder, which was cool. Brody, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's um her kind of accepting the new the new aspects of uh where she's at in her you know mandalorian uh journey i i i think it's her being a part of the cult now and she looks sick with that silver you know pauldron on so you know i i feel like it's not that deep you know i like how the armor said that the mythosaur is for all mandalorians because yeah I did start to wonder that when Boba Fett, you know, had that signet on um, his armor. When Din got his signet, it was kind of like, oh, so did Boba like defeat the Mythosaur? Why did he have that mm-hmm. one? So I'm glad mm-hmm. she kind of clarified that, that, you know, the Mythosaur is for everybody. So I'm I'm getting that tatted right here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, you? No, no, I, I like that scene a lot because it brought it brought it back to people complaining like, how come she didn't tell Din? 
and I and I was like, well, I think she was just as shocked as, or I think she was just so shocked that she just kept it to herself and was like, am I saying things? Yeah. And then we had like a full circle moment where she was like, well, she, she, I feel like it's like when people, sometimes when people, you know, um, say they saw like a, a UFO or a ghost, mm-hmm. like they don't want to tell other people because they don't want to sound crazy, right? Yeah. When, when it could be something that they could have actually seen. So it's like, I feel like it was one of those moments where she didn't want to tell anyone. Like, Did yeah, you see that? Definitely. No, you didn't see it? Okay, great. I didn't see anything either. But then she came full yeah. terms with it and was like, you know, I saw one of those things. And then she just like honored it by, you know, placing it back because it brought her back well, to she, her roots. She we... tries to tell the armor and the armor is yeah. like, walking right. away of the mandalore right makes you see many things exactly like, oh exactly gosh. but i like that she like yeah. actually spoke up about it because yeah that whole she moment tried. that whole moment where she was leading up to that moment it was her talking about her history with her father and stuff and how she didn't take any of the, those things seriously and then she got spooked by the thing that it has like it's just changed her it's kind of been a a motivator for something else of part of mandalorian of her that hasn't been explored so yeah, she's mm-hmm. definitely going down that more like conservative route with yeah. the Mandalorian yeah. uh, culture and everything, but we'll see where it goes. Definitely changed that perspective. What? Well, how about you, Brody? Well, it was interesting because I mean, the armor is saying like, I don't think you saw it. It was a vision, you know. Yeah. So, so I think even Bose maybe doubting herself at this point. Did I see it actually or not? And. Do I yeah. think just the the best Mandalorian of all time, and I'm the one who's going to find the Mythosaur? <laughs> but no, I, I feel like we are. You know, we're talking payoff here. Something's going to come out of this Mythosaur. Oh yeah, you know, I I said this last podcast. I just really hope it's not like a Boba Rancor situation where it's like all of us in the finale, Bo-Katan just comes out with the Mythosaur out of nowhere. Right. Like, yeah, I like to see. There'd be a build up and then payoff instead of just like Boba says, I'd like to ride the Rancor, and then he rides the Rancor. Well, I, I kind of feel like Grogu has to, is gotta be a part of this mythosaur mythosaur thing because we've seen his affinity for creatures and you know how he can tame them. And I mean, it doesn't seem like I like how would one person tame that thing or like take control of that without the use of the force. And I mean, that was almost going all the way back to the very beginning of the story of Mandalorian. I'm shaking my head. No, I brought it because I'm getting flashbacks to when he puts the rancor to sleep in book of Boba. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was cute, but if we did that again, I would get tired. Okay. Well, he's not going to put him to sleep. He's going to feed him. Yeah. He's going to explode. Gonna have a party with him. I don't know. It's I don't know. Happens. It does. It does not seem like you know one person would be able to tame it or something. Maybe that's why we're seeing so much of um, the Mandalorians together fighting these beasts because we're gonna see them all fight this Mythosaur together or try and tame this Mythosaur together. Yeah, um, that's that would be cool if they like yeah united and did together instead of saying like we need one leader. It's like sure you can have a leader, but it's like. If you all just work together, then yeah. maybe something good can come of Mandalore. So, yeah. no, good points. And that that is the episode. That is how it is. Brody already gave his ranking, but we'll go through again, and, and I'll do a oh, ranking on the episode. Did, did the so, ratings. <laughs> no, no worries. Well, Brody, say again. Out of 10 and summarize your thoughts on the episode. Quickly. Well, now that we've kind of gone over it, I think I'd probably actually give it uh, – I'm, I'm along the lines with Ari, probably like a two out of 10. No, <laughs> uh, no I'd probably go seven, seven and a half out of 10. Uh, I do think there were some really 
good moments. I feel like this show is living on moments right now. Like, yeah, you know, we're we're seeing these peaks in the episode where we're getting this awesome content, obviously. I'll but, tell you why, Brody, because there's no substance. So they just want to flash oh, something in your face no. to go, look at this. We're, the show's actually still relevant I'm, because there's shame, a story. I'm eating it up. Shame, shame on you, Ari, yeah. for saying that. And also shame on you, Brody, for calling stories content. We are not Elon Musk. We are not Apple. This is art. Thank you. I, I, <laughs> well, I don't know if this is art, but sure. Oh, my. You see, I can't yeah, win both of you. Ari's swaying me right now. I'm, <sighs> it, it's just content, man. It's just <laughs> so, so seven out of so seven, 7.5? Yeah, yeah, that's my score. Let's let's shake on it as okay. duality. All right, great, great oh, for the duality. And, uh, uh, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> Mike, Mike's Mike just frozen and then come back. I don't know. Where. Am I back? Yeah, you're back now. You're back now. Oh my god! <laughs> Hopefully, the audio people heard me. But seven point five out of ten. Yeah, yeah no, I should. I should. Um, I shook Brody's hand. Okay, thank you, Ari. Go ahead. That was so mean. Yeah, we got it. I didn't mean it like that. Anyway, all right. Uh, my score is. I actually don't know. I, nothing too bad. Like maybe a six and a half. Like, oh come on! You're talking all this smack, dude. Six or six. I told you, I don't hate it at all. It's just, it's hopelessly mediocre. And it's, that's just how I feel about it. Six and a half. If all Star Wars became six and a half, I'd be pretty disappointed. Um, That's all. So would you, would you rather get, would you rather know more Star Wars or six and a half Star Wars? (laughs) Just give him the ultimatum. Honestly, I'm dead serious. No more Star Wars. Yeah. If the rest of Star Wars is going to be like this, I, I want it to stop. I, I'd honestly be down for a break, honestly. Yeah. Like uh like a year goes by before the next movie's coming out. Like they should just take a break and like to make people anticipate. Yeah, like yeah. this, you know, week after week of a new episode. I mean, people just you know, Andor was twelve almost twelve hours of art. Yeah. And yeah. you know, people loved it. Thank you for but, correcting yourself. Yeah. You learn lessons when you come on yeah. the Alice Exchange. Yeah. <laughs> people love that show but pretty i didn't hear a word about it after right it was it was done it's true, you know? it's true. and same thing things get put kenobi. in the new cycle and they're yeah. everywhere and then it just disappears like just it even with kenobi i mean come on like we saw i mean you can say what you want about the whole series as a whole but like some of the moments in that show are here we go <laughs> you know top of the top at least to me i haven't yeah, I don't know what, about uh, you guys, but let, so you know why, Brody? Everyone's cool. You, you, <laughs> I, you know what I love about you, Brody? You made awesome stickers. You know, uh, I appreciate it. So, <laughs> no, oh, for yeah. real though, it, it has been an absolute pleasure having you yeah. on, Brody. This has been the one of the weirdest podcasts we've done. Usually, we're much more structured. Than hey, this that's podcast. what I bring to the table. Yeah, guys. we went off the rails, and, and I think it we produced a better episode for it. So, thanks heaps for for being a part of it, and tell sure. tell the people where where they can find you uh, until you're next on the exchange. Uh, my zip code is nine two. <laughs> no, uh, I appreciate that, man. Um, my podcast is called the Simple Man Podcast. You can find me Check on it. all the platforms that these guys are on. Um, my YouTube is Brody One Kenobi. Um, I'm definitely trying to keep that going and keep that consistent. So check me out there. And yeah. of course, follow him on Instagram at officially uh, underscore Sours. That's your name. Yes, yeah? sir. Yes, sir. Yep. It's Absolutely. the one that only people only follow me because it's official. So it is official. Yeah, that's my theory. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. and, and, and to all you guys listening, uh, for real, we're about to hit 
sooner, uh, in a couple weeks, we're about to hit 10,000 audio listens. So shout out to our audio community. If you're listening in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other ones, Stitcher, yeah. Google Play, Playcast. Thank you so much. We, we appreciate it. We'll save that old speech later, but... Just looking at the numbers every week and all the downloads we get, I'm just like, what the heck? People care about what we say. Um, so, yeah. But most importantly, to the favorite child, our YouTube listeners, subscribe, hit the like button. No, no. <laughs> Apple Podcasts and Spotify people are becoming my favorite child because the YouTube yeah, people the YouTube people are very cool. But audio, I'm just uh, like, man, that's so, so cool. We love people. you all. We, so you guys the ones on audio have more of a, a t- bigger atten- uh, retention rate Attention than the, the, you know the yeah. youtube ones but youtube if you're here let us know what you thought of the episode do you agree with brody do you disagree do you agree with, with ari do you disagree let us know i wouldn't agree with ari but yeah <laughs> well, well make sure you go on your account and, and let us know in the comments um yeah. <laughs> but as for me you guys can find me all underscore star wars and make sure to follow the s w exchange account on uh instagram because uh, we got juicy content coming Lots up there and uh, and our you guys can find him at um star wars underscore exchange on instagram and for me for ari and for brody this has been the star wars exchange thank you for listening until next time may the force be with you adios see ya that was very godly at the end of my thank you